The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Hey, I just thought of something. Um, I've been thinking about this, and... uh, what I'm going to do here is uh, behind me. I have a shelf of stuff, and I do things a little bit different almost every day. It's I'm going to start saying to people who pay attention, they can describe what has changed on the back shelves. So I think I'll be doing that for a while, just for fun, to see what happens. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, Whew, boy, a lot going on now. Today's hate mail. And uh, I love hate mail. I did one of them on Wednesday because it was so good. Uh, and so maybe we'll get to some of them again later. I hope you guys like that. If you want to watch the show, you can listen. But if you want to watch, don't do it while you're driving on the freeway doing on for off and on ramps. Uh, all you got to do is uh, go to carm.org, C-A-R-M.org. And on the homepage there, the right-hand side, I'll have a picture of me. Um, that's the best picture we could get of me. Lighting makes me look semi-intelligent. A uh, lot of Photoshop because I look like a bag of logs. Uh, but that's okay. You know, that's all right. That's I get a face for radio. And so Laura got it. Crosses on the shelf back there. And uh, there's also a micro adjustment of something, but uh, people won't know what that is. That's just not really fair to say. Whew. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 8 I want to hear from you. Give me a call, all right? Hey, why don't we just jump on and uh, get to, let's see, that will be Jason from Arizona. Jason, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Uh, I called yesterday, and you helped me a lot. Uh, I was asking about the Greek, and thank you. Um, oh, yeah. I had a quick question for you today. Um, I'm in Romans um, 8.38, and the Strong's word, the Greek word that I'm trying to understand is G. Thirty-one ninety-five. What's the English word? Um, things to come. All right, things to come. Melonta. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. And so, the Strong's was just confusing to me the way it was defining it. I didn't quite get my head wrapped around it. Well, let's see. Uh, in uh, the one thing now, I don't think it's Strong's. I think it's. Zotiotes, It's the complete word study by Spiros Zotiotes. That's he's the guy I use a lot. Just kind of how it evolved on my uh, on my Lagos Bible program. To be about to do or suffer something. To be at the point of. To be pen, impending, followed by the infinitive, mostly future infinitive, although frequently in the New Testament. Uh, when followed by the present and aorist infinitive, it implies duration or transientness. So. Um, 3195, let's see how many times it occurs uh, in the New Testament. 3195, it occurs 109 times. And it is uh, translated as going uh, to come uh, next next year, intending, uh, going, propose, uh, intending, shall certainly be, there shall be. Yeah, so it has a wide range of meaning. That's interesting. Okay. 
Okay, so what about it? What about the uh, about the word or something? Oh well, it was just confusing to me. Like um, I know it's translated "things to come," um, so I, I guess it was like anything that's coming in the future cannot separate the believer. Is that what Paul's trying to say? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, let's see, Romans eight thirty-eight. I can look to a text comparison. And uh, things to come in the ESV, King James, things, uh, North Things Present, North Things to Come, North Things to Come in the New King James, RSV, uh, Things to Come, uh, LEB, uh, neither present, uh, neither the present nor the future, so that's uh, the same. I'm persuaded uh, North Things to Come in the CSB, Dewey Rames. Or things to come. So yeah, they all understand it to be that. It's just the varying things to come, generically speaking. Generically okay. speaking, okay. So, so when some of the translations kind of give the the viewpoint, like Paul is saying, nothing separates you, but he te- he doesn't technically use the word nothing in eight thirty eight, right? I mean, it's not. Are we just understanding it as nothing separates the believer, or is or is like? Okay, what what translation are you using? Well, I usually just use King, uh, KJV, but um, I would, if you're going to study Greek, get away from the King James flat out. Okay. Okay. If I, if oh, I were okay. you, I'd start. I would use the New American Standard Bible, even over the ESV. And I'll give you a, okay. an assignment. I'll give you an assignment. Okay. Look at Romans five eighteen in the Greek. That you're learning it. Compare the NASB with the other translations. And I'm so bold as to say, only the NASB gets it right. Romans 5.18. That'll be a weekend study thing for you. You can call me up on Monday. We can talk about it. All so, right, Matt. Uh, thank the, you so much. But the, I wouldn't use the King James if you want to do a st- serious study of of, uh, of of how things are because, uh, you know, it's a King, I'm not knocking the King James saying it's a bad translation, but uh, it's, just, uh, it's just not there. Now, that it says, uh, you know, if I'm convinced that, neither, and that's the ute, so it just means neither nor not even. Uh, so saying I'm convinced that nothing, you know, would work, uh, whether it be death, but you have to add in the words whether it be. So I'm convinced that neither death nor life or angels, principalities, present, things present and by juxtaposition or things to come. And that's why I think that the things to come is future because it's, it's juxtaposed with the present, things present. That is right there, which is an estato. So that's what that means, things present uh, in the present. Uh, it's not the present tense. It's uh, an estemi and uh, it, uh, to be present. So by contrast, uh, nor things present, nor things to come. And out of that word that's there, melonta, uh, yeah, and it means uh, yeah, to be about to do, suffer something, to be at the point of, yeah. Makes perfect sense why it's translated that way. Okay. All right, Matt. Yep. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. You're welcome so much. All right, Jason. God bless. All right. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Hey, we got nobody waiting right now. Yay! <laughs> because now I get to do some hate mail. So here we go. We'll get this going, too. i got so many things i got to do. I, it's one busy day today. <laughs> it's just what it is. I uh, woke up and hit the hit the ground running. So uh, uh, let's see. We can get some hate mail. And uh, 
I love hate mail. I do. Now, for those of you who might maybe be tuning in a little bit new and say, what's going on with hate mail? Uh, this is a Christian apologetics ministry. I defend the Christian faith, and uh, I make a lot of people upset. Not intentionally. It's just the nature of being right. In fact, um, I saw at my friend's house, Bill McKeever, down in uh, Utah. I was there last week. And um, he had a sign, a little little thing on his on a shelf. It was... It said, uh, I would agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. And I just love that. <laughs> just going to kick out of that side. Make a great T-shirt. So uh, anyway, uh, I like to say that I'm right. But, you know, I, you can't trust a guy named Slick on the radio. <laughs> so if you want to uh, give me a call, five open lines, 877-207-2276. Look at this one. This is a good one. Uh, hate mail. This is from a while back, a few years ago, apparently. We got to mixed up here. I'll debate you at a level playing field anytime, you gutless coward. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that stuff. Because I love talking to people who call me like that. I've had people say, you're a gutless coward. And then I look down at my belly and go, I've not been eviscerated. What are you talking about? And I play with them. I just have fun. I'm a coward? How am I a coward? <laughs> what I do wrong? You know, what I do to you? Anyway, start a thread at car between you and I. Uh, on any Bible story topic you like, <laughs> any, oh, wow, this guy's awesome, uh, including the man-made Trinity ideology without you editing or modifying or deleting or censoring my posts, and we'll see how you fare. Wow, that is awesome. See, this is, if you can do hate mail, that's how you do it. You start off with a good insult right away, then you boast. That is good. These are, this is, I'd give this a nine on a scale from one to ten. So far, it's about an eight and a half, a nine, in my view, okay? That, uh, you want to insult me? Start off with, with insulting my character somehow. First rule. That's good. Next, then boast about how great you are compared to me, because that would be awesome. Hey, someone's got to write these rules down, I think, in the chat room. Write these things down, and then I can add them as <laughs> an appendum. <laughs> to my how to pick an insult page because how to insult me i actually wrote an article how to insult me because some people don't insult me very well they'll use run-on sentences the grammar ruins the whole mood and everything about the insults you know how am i going to understand your insult if you can't even insult me properly with proper american english grammar that's my question and so uh if you're going to do it you do it right so i think the first rule here is is accuse me of something, attack my character. I hope that people in the chat room write this down and then give it to me later, okay? And then second, boast about how <laughs> this is awesome. Boast about how great you are. You could destroy me on anything. That is awesome. Okay, let's go to the third line. If you refuse, <laughs> if I refuse, then let your readers at Carm know I challenged you. Uh, <laughs> wow. And you declined, fearing your further shame and embarrassment in your realization you cannot legitimately sustain your claims anywhere, especially not in a fair, open, level playing field. Okay, so after the boasting, then it makes a demand. So it's insult, boast, demand. These are the. This is a. This is how you insult people. This is how you write hate mail. This is good. So uh, 
And uh, <clears throat> so notice what happens if I refuse, if I don't want to debate him because I don't think he has all his paws in the litter box. Well, then obviously the only option is, is because <laughs> I'm fearing my further shame and embarrassment. That's the only reason I could possibly not want to debate this guy from years ago, which I'm like, hey, what's this doing here, this email? And so, uh, oh, I actually re responded to this years ago. Look at this. I wrote, this is one of the very best hate mails I've ever received. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I wrote this. Oh, this is a good one. I, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, this. Here we go. He wrote something earlier, and I responded. So let me back up. I thrashed and easily successfully exposed your false ideology and was banned for it as you can't sustain your claims legitimately. You ban those who dare expose your fraudulent Trinitarian, uh, something I can't repeat, religion. I'm still, however, receiving notifications of the lies still being posted by your... <laughs> Oh, wow, incestuous friends. I mean, now he's he's attacking my friends just because they're my friends now. Oh, man, this guy's great. Uh, either reinstate me and continue to learn truth, I bring, for a charge to your lies, or else desist with sending me notifications of topics I'm not currently allowed to continue to legitimately refute. Oh, this is awesome. You've always been a disgrace and a fraud, Matthew Slick, and a yellow-bellied, gutless coward. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. Uh, that runs an incestuous side of lies and Trinitarian propaganda and only permits duped liars like yourself to participate. This is brilliance. This is one of the best ever. Hey, I think we get back from the break if there's nobody calling. I'm going to continue with this email. I'm loving it. Hey, be right back. 877-207-2276. Uh, be right back. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone. Okay, I'm going to read some more of this hate mail, the same one, and then we'll get to the callers. Uh, let's see. I, you know, as you can tell, I've got issues. I love hate mail. I don't know why I get the biggest kick out of it, but I do. I think it's awesome. And this guy goes on, and uh, he says, uh, I'll take you on any day if you think you have grown a backbone and want to try an, on an even playing field. Let everyone here know that you are ashamed of your failure to be to be able to legitimately sustain your ideology and refuse to debate me on a level playing field, but instead hiding in shame, never letting you <laughs> them know of your shameful and disgraced Trinitarian cowardice. Uh, and so then I wrote to him. That's what I wrote. I said, that is one of the very best hate mails I've ever re received. Great stuff. I'll read it over the air on Friday. I guess I must have done it years ago. Now, if this guy could only call into the radio show and debate me on the Trinity, hmm, maybe he's afraid to do that. And I wrote, I won't expect a call. And I don't believe he ever did. Uh, but anyway, because I would have probably written it in the response. He just uh, insulted me, and that was the end of it. But uh, he says, he goes on, he ends, any time would be great, you proven fraud, coward, and pretend story bore Jesus believer. Wow. Some people are just so arrogant. They are just so arrogant. But man, I'll tell you, I enjoyed that email. That was a good hate mail. All right, let's get to Alberto from Georgia. Alberto, welcome. You're on the air. Uh, good evening, Master. My question is, is in Luke 13, 24, where Jesus says, uh, strive to enter the narrow gate, 
and yeah. and then it says that and, and walk the way uh the narrow way my question my question is why should a sinner have to strive to enter the narrow gate if the the, the thief in the cross he just believed and he was already in the in the narrow gate and also most let me answer it Wait, when more, let's, let's do one at a time let's do one question at a time okay okay all right. Okay. So why would he want people to uh, strive to enter through the narrow gate? Because they ought to do that because it's the right thing to do. All right. But, but, but point, okay, I understand you're saying, but why should it be an effort to to enter to, to accept Jesus? What should we be striving for is you want to do just believe by faith. That's it. Jesus Christ is the, the narrow gate. Then where it says, but he hadn't yet died for people's sins, and the, uh, the revelation of justification by faith had not yet been taught. So what he's telling people is to make sure you get in. You better be very concerned with it. Strive to get in there. And what do you have to do? That's, you have to pay attention to him, and he'll tell you. And it comes to trusting him. That's how you strive to get in, through faith in Christ. Okay. okay. Now the All thing right. is, uh huh. Now the thing is, once people, the problem is with most sinners, once once they enter the narrow gate through Christ, they don't want to walk the narrow way. They want they want to enter through the gate, the narrow gate. But then, as a, once they become a child of God and a saint, they don't want to walk the narrow way that leads to life. Well, but I don't that's know. The problem going on in the churches today. Well, it, it's happening in the churches. I don't know how many of the people who are Christians that that's uh, they're, they're guilty of that in particular. But it does. It's you know it does occur. So I don't want to just you know give a blanket statement to every Christian there. But yeah, you know Christians should be very careful and try and follow uh, follow Christ once they're saved. That's why I tell people preach uh, law, gospel, and cost. The law, the gospel, and the cost. That's, I think all three go together. And most people just preach the law and then the gospel, but they don't preach the cost. And that's what they need to do as well. Mm-hmm. People, you know, mm-hmm. uh, take this seriously. Because I, mm-hmm, I was watching a video on, on YouTube uh, 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 by R.C. Sproul. He passed away already, but he said, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, himself, he's not even sure if he's going to enter heaven because he might be with one of those, say, Lord, 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 you know, I did this and this. R.C. Sproul and said that? Yeah, in the video. I yeah. don't. I, I, I just find I, it I, 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 I will wake up in hell. It's a, it's a video. So it's a extended clip. You can watch yeah, it on I, YouTube. Okay, gotcha. But I, I just, I have a lot of doubt for that. Yeah. I just well, I watched the video several times already. Well, show it to me. You know, send it to me. Okay, send okay, the, he, the he, link. He, 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 okay, he, he, he's like, apparently, Nini, the way he speaks, he sounds like he has no assurance in, his, in salvation. <laughs> but anyway, another question I got also for you. Well, well hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, you hold on. Get... I, I want you to send me the link or send me the information, okay? At info at Carmel. Okay, okay? But... okay. All right, okay, now. Okay, okay. But what, 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 hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so back about Luke thirteen twenty four. Strive to enter through the narrow door. Now, Jesus said, He is the door. Okay, mm-hmm. You need to enter, and you can only enter through Him. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know there's consistency there, not a problem. Okay, mm, okay, okay. What okay. was your other question? Okay, my question is, you know, about the LGBT. You know, people say, well, you know, they're born that way, and then they, yeah, they, the alphabet they Nazis, be, you know, uh-huh. and they, they can yeah. still be a, 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 a because they're born that way, so they can still be a Christian and a gay. Well, according to the scriptures, 
if I'm born a sinner and then accept Christ, I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm a saint. God declares me a saint. So it's a, it's a change of in nature, basically. So how can a, how can a homosexual or GPP movement say, well, uh, born, a, uh, born a gay is to remain a gay as a Christian? It's impossible. If the Bible teaches if you're born a sinner and you come to Christ, God adopts you and gives you, gives you the power to become a child of God, and God declares you a saint. You translate you from the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of sin is dear son and the light. So, so how can they your, say, but, so that's my whole point, that they're, they're, they're contradicting what the Scripture teaches. So you're saying, how can people who profess Christ also abide in homosexuality? That's an inconsistency. Yeah, how can they say they're born that way still? remain that okay okay let me jump in and try and answer let me jump in all right so uh there's debate i'm not going to say that it is or isn't the case but they have debates in their arguments about whether or not someone is born that way and has a tendency for that and though i tend to not agree with that that they are born that way uh let's just say hypothetically that they are which i don't i don't give credence to but let's say that's the case it still doesn't excuse them because people are born with the tendencies to lie it doesn't mean because you're born that way that's therefore it's automatically okay that argument doesn't work now someone and i've known someone who uh became a christian and still had attraction for same-sex uh individuals and he told me that he recognizes it as sin and he's struggling against it it's under control and that he he works with uh, the lord prayerfully to uh, to change and he said he'd been struggling for about a year or two with this since he became a christian okay so he still has those sinful tendencies but he's judging them as being sinful and he's seeking to submit to the lordship of jesus christ so he's saved but if you have someone who has those tendencies or for whatever reason and then uh, says well it's just the way i am i'm not going to worry about it i'm going to go ahead and participate and call myself a christian now that's an inconsistency we can't call them a Christian, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the same way with people, like you say, just in other, other types of sin, not just homosexuality, the people who say, well, they got a cigarette addiction, alcohol addiction before they were saved, and they got saved, and still they got certain bondages that haven't break free yet. But the problem is sometimes, like people, like they call themselves Christian, and they be smoking cigarette week after week, week after week, year after year, that's not a that's not a, a slip up or once in a while it falls. Well, that's, that's a willful, deliberate practice. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, smoking cigarettes is not the same thing as homosexuality, so we can't. I, I don't know category. that. Okay, we got a break. Okay, hold on. Okay, uh, hey folks, five open lines. If you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Wide open lines. Give me a call. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hey, just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. We definitely do need that. And um, if you go to karm.org forward slash donate, you can see all the information right there. And if you do donate and you want it to be designated for the radio, just email us. Go to info at karm.org and say hey i just you know my name's so and so i just donated this amount and uh i want it for the radio that's all you got to do all right uh, karm.org forward slash donate let's get back to alberto okay alberto you had another question 
You know, no, 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 we were discussing about the, you said the cigarette and, and, and smoking, drinking, it's not the oh, same yes. thing as homosexuality. I know that. Yes. But the point is, but the, still, I know that. But the thing is, they're still habitually doing it over and over and over. It's like they have so much activity. They're doing it over and over and over. It's not like a slip up. You got people who smoke cigarettes and drink it. Even as a Christian, you, you know, you're habitually doing it. Well, okay, like hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold 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 on. You're just kind of saying a lot of stuff here, all right? So um, there are different levels of discussions about this. It's a broad topic. But do you have another question about it? But, but, but that's my whole point. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to expound is the, the habituality of the sin of a Christian who smokes and drinks, and, he's, and they're doing it for years, and they said they can't quit. But that's yeah, but the Bible you see, look, look, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, you're just kind of going and going. Okay, habitually smokes and drinks. What does that mean? Do you mean has a cigarette once a month? And that, Albert, no, wait a minute. Sometimes Do you mean Albert? Okay, I'm going to put you on. I'm just going to get rid of you. Okay, I'm trying to talk, and you keep going, and and you're just not letting me. Uh, you know, get a word in edgewise on my own radio show. So, you know, hung up on you. You know, you got to work on that. Okay, folks, five open lines. If you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. So look, we have to be careful. We can't just give a broad stroke about things that are, are, are struggles for people. We want to understand something very important, that people have different struggles at different uh, levels. So let's just say someone's struggling with drinking. Well, what's the struggle level at? Do they know it's wrong and they're struggling once a week? They have a little bit too much? Look, we, we, well, we can't call them a Christian now? Of course we can. If they know that it's a, a struggle, they know it's a problem, and it be, it's, a, it's a sin for them because drinking is not a sin. And so it's a sin for them then uh, because of the condition, and they're struggling against it. You know, if they're saying, hey, you know, he's, uh, he's habitually doing this, does that mean he's condemned? No. Because there are different levels and degrees you've got to understand about the habituation. And are they struggling in it? People struggle at different levels for different reasons about the issue of, um, of, of their sin. And we have to be gracious. We want to be gracious because we don't want to just give a blanket statement out. If you're struggling with alcoholism, oh, obviously you're not saved. If you smoke cigarettes, uh, you're just not saved. I don't say those things. The issue is, uh, are you seeking to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you struggling against your own sinfulness and the things that he's calling you to do? And we need to submit all of it to Scripture. This is why I wanted to get in here and talk about this. But uh, unfortunately, he was just going and going and going. And so uh, we had to put a stop to that and we can move on. All right, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 8 uh, before we get to the next call, I just want to remind you that we do stay on the air by your generous support. We ask five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five dollars a month, and uh, we're just trying to get a thousand people doing five dollars. That's not much, and, and I understand that the economy is getting worse, uh, and it is, and uh, we are feeling that as well. And if you like the radio show, you want to see it continue, you want to hear it continue, uh, please. Then uh, what I'd ask you to do is just go there and support us. And if you do, then. Uh, all you have to do is just email us, info at karm.org. Let us know. Let us know that that's what uh, you've designated it for. I don't think we have that form designated on uh, the sign-up. I don't know. We might. I just haven't checked for a while. So I just want to say that. Five open lines, 
2276. What I'm going to do is get to the hate mail and get some more because uh, there we go. And let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, that was a good hate mail. I love that last one. I hope you guys enjoyed that one too. Let's see. I got on your website and I cry in my hands when I read about your false doctrine. I cry in my hands. So you are the ones in bondage, not me. I am free in Jesus who died for the world. Check your Bible, please. Yes, he did die for the world. What does the word world mean? I ask people these questions. They say, he died for the world. I say, what does it mean? And they routinely will say, it means every individual who ever lived. And I say, can you show me that in the text? It may mean it. It may not mean it. Show me that that's what it means. And they will often call me. Call me names. How could you not see it? Are you stupid? I'd say, I'm just asking you to validate your interpretation from the text. Because I'll, then I'll ask them, I'll say, Did Jesus, was Jesus sent to the whole world? And they'll say, Of course he was. I said, No, he wasn't. He was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew 15 24. Now, that's like put, putting a monkey wrench in their gears. And they're not sure what to do at this point. I have to teach them theology and teach them that the word world in the context deals with all the nations because Jesus the Messiah was only sent to the nation of Israel, not the whole world. And when I show this to them, there's usually a few crickets uh, going because they're like, ah, oh, they never heard that before. And I'm saying, yeah, you see, you've got to think, you've got to look. You can't just assume something and say, that's just what it means. And then everybody's wrong if they don't agree with what you've assumed. That's what I try and tell people. Don't do that. If it's the case that he died for every individual who ever lived, then find me a text where it says he died for every individual who ever lived or something comparable to it. And then I'll take him to 1 Samuel 3.14 with the Old Testament, where God says that he has sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. And I said, so did, did Jesus atone for the sins of Eli's house? And they say, well, of course he did. And I'm like, but that's not what the Bible says. It says right here, he would, will not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Forever. That's what it says. And so, see, what happens is, so many times what people do is they have an idea, and they think they've got it figured out. Therefore, that's what the Bible means. It's just that simple. That's what it means. It has to mean this. And if you disagree, you're a heretic and you're wrong. And I show them things. Well, wait a minute. Show me this. Show me that. And they don't like it that I ask these questions. They don't like it that I ask them specifically, show me. I want to know. And they don't like doing that. All right, check your Bible, please. Freedom is when we really learn to know our loving Father's heart. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was freedom is being set free from sin by faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But nevertheless, do yourself a favor and start praying nonstop that the Holy Spirit will show you in the Bible what the real gospel is all about. Now, here's something that's interesting. Now, I get a lot of criticisms like this. Okay, we'll show you what the real gospel is. Well, okay, all right. So here's an opportunity for this individual to tell us exactly what the real gospel is. He doesn't. And that's an interesting thing, because I'm, I'm looking ahead. He doesn't tell us what the real gospel is. Here, you need to know what the real gospel is, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And that's equivalent to what he's doing because he doesn't reveal it. And yet he wants me to know the real gospel, but doesn't give the real gospel, the gospel that saves. Uh, so he goes on, Paul preached a totally different gospel than the other four. What? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, by the way. Wow. 
this guy's just heretical. Reading the epistles on Paul, reading the epistles of Paul on your knees with the Holy Spirit will reveal something totally different to you. Okay, great. What is it? What is it? Uh, it's because of control that the organized church is what it is. All I can say is, you are not free. What, why do I say? Because you have to con- perform constantly. What? Get over it. Jesus already did everything in the cross. Love in Christ Jesus. Um, from A guy from South Africa. Please go check all the translations of the Bible. All the early Bible did not even mention the word hell anywhere. As uh, boy, you know, where's my shirt that says "so much heresy, so little time"? And uh, it's unfortunate that that uh, this guy and other guys uh, cannot think clearly and logically and rationally. It's a problem. All right, we got nobody waiting. Eight seven, uh, yeah, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Let's try another hate mail. Read, read your site with great interest. Please see my research in validating divine encounters from the Bible. Wow, uh, he's got a link here. I'm going to click on this link. I'm not going to tell you what it is, and it's in Chinese. And then it just moved to something else that is bad. <laughs> just forward it. Oh, man. All right. Would you consider a collaboration? Uh, no, not with that. It was bad stuff. Bad stuff. Let's try another one. Please be advised of the following. Hosts for beasts can baptize people when they are in nursing homes and hospitals. You know... Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Last segment on this nice Friday. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get to Kyle from Ohio. Hey, Kyle, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, thank you. Um, My question is with... uh, the difference between the doctrine of election and the, and the, the doctrine of free will, um, you know, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, re- you know, realized my sin several years ago and that I'm a sinner, that I have nothing I can do about that other than accept the salvation on the cross. But then you have the verse that says, uh, that Jesus in the, in the uh, judgment will say, "Depart from me, I never knew you." So mm-hmm. I'm not a great prayer warrior, and and I'm not real good at personal Bible study. I've I've been in church for thirty some years, forty some mm-hmm. years now, um, and but I'm I don't have that close relationship that I know that other people do have, and so okay. so is my salvation secure? And the know. fact that I accept is it. Your, free gift well well that's what i want are you to know secure? you said it's a free gift if you if you trust in christ I, does he I, forgive you i believe he does okay i believe he have does have you trusted have you trusted in him yes. yes then are you forgiven but yeah 
Okay. Does your forgiveness depend on your goodness? No, not a bit. It depends on his faithfulness. That's right. It depends on his faithfulness, right? Right? Are you there? Hello? I think we might have lost him. Let's try it again. Are you still there? It's on hold. Hey, are you there? It, it went on to hold on its own. I don't know. I didn't do it. Sorry about that. Um, uh, okay. Well, okay, so you've trusted. Okay, so your salvation depends on what on Christ's faithfulness, right? Yes, it does. Then you're secure. So I guess that's the answer to my question. Yes. Yeah. I just See, here's wonder the thing. who he's talking to when he says, okay, go ahead. Here's the thing, that uh, people often doubt their salvation because they're looking at their, themselves instead of Christ. Okay. If you look at yourself, you're going to find you're a failure, you still have lust, pride, arrogance, covetousness, all these things and more still are floating around in your heart. You don't pray as much as you need to, don't read the word as much as you need to, you're not this as much or that as much as you need to be. Therefore, how can I be saved? That means that you're looking at your own goodness to determine your salvation. Well, that's a problem. Take your eyes off of yourself, right. put it on Christ. Have you trusted in Christ? Yes. Is he faithful? Yes. Can he ever forsake you? No. Then you say, I'm secure in him because of him, not because of me. Right. And though I fail, right. I'm trying to do what's right before God, which is a sign of him living in me. So therefore, I'm safe in him and you trust him that's how it should work okay cool i'm just curious though who's he who's he speaking to when he says that depart from me i never knew you is that the okay. false let's, teachers or let's go let's go take a look it's matthew seven twenty two and 23 now okay i'm going to ask you some questions about it many will say to me on that day what day is that that day day of judgment very good Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name, and your name cast out demons, and your name perform many miracles? What are those people on the day of judgment appealing to for their salvation? Their own works. There you go. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Okay. Okay? That's okay. why he says, I never knew you, because they're appealing Look what we've done. Now, hopefully, you and I, standing on the day of judgment, uh, and God says, why should I let you into heaven? We're going to say, because of Jesus. That's it. Right. Because right. what he did. Yeah. And you even granted me the faith yeah. to put to heaven him. That's it. I got nothing to offer. I'm just hiding behind Jesus. True. That's not what they're doing okay. in Matthew 7, 22 and 23. Okay? Okay. Okay. That, well, that answers my question, then. And answer question. All right, so All right. these things Thank are written. First John five thirteen. These things are written so you may know you have eternal life. So let me ask you: Do you know you have eternal life? I do. I and do because I believe that? the scripture's truth, and I have accepted Him on His terms, not mine. Nothing I can do about it. Um, I've just accepted His free gift. So, Amen, brother. There you go. Yeah. Thank now, you. Now I appreciate now, that. See now you're free, you're you're free. Mm -hmm. You're free to go live and fail and succeed and try and work and not worry that your failures mean you're not saved. 
you know, and Correct. it's not okay yeah. to sin, of course. People will often say what I, take what I say out of context, but, yeah, okay. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah I was just, All right, brother. Just, I well, want to know him better, and I'm just not that good at it, so I just need to keep working at it. Well, let me just tell you, you know, I have Asperger's, and we Aspies have a, an issue in that we don't need as much social interaction as others. And I don't know if you're similar, but I don't need it as much. And I, and it, it uh, flows into my prayer life. I don't, it, 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 be careful how I say this. I don't need that intimacy and fellowship with the Lord as much as someone else might. Uh, oh, doesn't right. mean I don't love him, right. but I have, tr- I have struggles sure. with prayer sometimes. My prayers are, are quick and to the point. Where others, they go on and on. I listen to people pray sometimes. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. And and me, no, I'll no. pray. I'm done. And they go on and on about stuff. I'm like, how are you inserting all these things? And yeah, I'm not complaining. But people are different. All right? They're just different. And it's okay. Right. Right. So, so accept well, what you yeah. are I'm and work to that. improve it. Okay. okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, if if I ask God to do something and He's faithful, then why am I? Why do I need to ask twice? If He's faithful, He'll He'll take care of it. That's right. I mean, within His will, I get that. Yeah. Within His yeah. will, yeah. I'm not saying, yeah. "Hey, Lord, give me a new car," you know. But I'm just saying, yeah. Right. So, all right. Well, I thank you, go, you for your time, and I appreciate appreciate it. Okay. All right, man. Day. God bless. God bless. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, for open lines, 877-207-2276. So, Save from Raleigh, North Carolina, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt, how are you? Doing all right. Hanging in there. What do you got, man? Hey, I was calling because um, there's an argument about some pastors saying that there's, there's no rapture, and one say there's no rapture, so I, I wanted to call you guys. Is there a rapture before the tribulation or not? No, I don't. I don't personally. I do not believe in a rapture before the tribulation. I believe we're going through it, but we are going to be raptured. There's, there is a rapture, and it's taught in First Thessalonians four, starting at verse sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was confused because they first this pastor said he believed in the uh, in the rapture, and then then he changed his mind. He said there is no rapture before the tribulation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's no rapture before the tribulation, but there is still a rapture. So I believe okay. we're going through it. I believe it's going to get bad. Now, yeah. um, most people in America believe in pre-tribulation rapture. That's okay. I hope they're right. I don't accept that position, but it doesn't mean I'm right either. It's just my position. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was waiting to uh, to uh, through Revelation uh, somewhere in there after things are happening. Uh, what is going to happen at the end? And then he says, he, be, he will come as a thief. A thief of the night. And I'm like, yeah. And, and I'm like, okay. He unconvinced that no, there's no rapture before the uh, tribulation. <laughs> well, actually, here, let me, we have nobody waiting. Let me read you something out of the scriptures. I'll read you two verses. Because think about this. This really messes people up. Uh-huh. That the rapture, the view is the rapture occurs before the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation occurs before the thousand-year reign. And after the thousand-year reign is when the new heavens and new earth are made. So that's the standard view, premillennial uh, view of pre-trib rapture premillennial. So 
the rapture occurs before the tribulation, and the tribulation occurs before the thousand-year reign. So now check this out. For the Lord himself, this is First Thessalonians 4.16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, as to the times and the epics, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. So, the thief in the night is tied to the rapture. That's what it is. So, there you go. So, the people say, that's the rapture. They come like a thief in the night. Now go to Second Peter 3, 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will dis be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. So, wait a minute. It says... Uh, that the day of the Lord come like a thief that's when the new heavens and new earth are made and the day of the Lord come like a thief in the night is when the rapture occurs there's only one day of the Lord there's not two, three and twenty days of the Lord, it's one the day of the Lord, it's singular the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, the day of the Lord will come like a thief okay the wording is almost yeah. identical, referring to the day. And in one place, that's when the rapture occurs. And in another place, that's when the new heavens and new earth are made, on the day of the Lord. Where is room for the seven-year tribulation uh, after the rapture? And where is room for the uh, millennial reign on a thousand years? That's a question. Yeah, that's where I went really confused. <laughs> yeah. So... And then to add more fuel to the confusion fire, if you go to Matthew thirteen thirty, the wheat and the tares, and allow both to go together till the harvest, the time of the harvest, I'll say to the reapers, first gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. So Jesus says, gather the tares before you gather the wheat. The tares are the wicked, and the, the wheat are the good people. And then in verse 40, he interprets the parable. Just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The son will send forth his angels, and uh, the son of man will send forth his angels, and they'll gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness and throw them into the furnace of the fire. Now people will say, well, that means it's during the millennial reign that the, the wicked people are, are in his reign, and they'll be taken out. That means the first one's gathered. But the problem is, it occurs at the end of the age. And when you look at other areas where it talks about the end of the age, you'll find out that what happens at the end of the age is the rapture occurs. And the new heavens and new earth are made. And there's verses for this in Scripture. I don't have time to go into it all. Oh, yeah, yeah there's... Yeah, I have a study on it. I've, I've taught it many I, times. I, uh, mm -hmm. I asked this pastor, I said, well... So who Jesus was talking to when on Matthew 24? I'm like, uh, he said, uh, oh, there's he said that up there. Hey, there's music. Sorry, call back, call back next week because we're just out of time, okay? But I want to, you know, okay. I'd like to hear about this, okay? We can talk more about it. Okay. All right. All okay, right. God bless you. Okay, God bless. All right, that was Jose from Raleigh, North Carolina. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is wait until next week. 
We, the Lord bless you. Have a great every, uh, evening, and we can everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow, uh, on Monday. Talk to you later. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.